What's going on, fantasy football fans? I'm your host, Hussein the Brain, and I'm here with the gout expert, none other than Jameson Gowder, aka Mike Natal. What's going on, Brain? Yep, that's my team name in the couch league this year due to uh, I'm Filipino, if you guys don't know out there, and uh, we have a high predisposition for gout. So I put the two together and I came up with Jameson Gowder and I drafted Jameson Crowder. So it's pretty good. How's pretty Crowder sweet. doing so far this year? Not so good, unfortunately. I thought he'd have a lot bigger role, you know, um, with Terrell Pryor taking a lot of attention. I thought he would go underneath and catch a lot of those, uh, you know, middle of the field dump off passes from Cousins, but that hasn't been the case. He's, he's struggled uh, so far. I thought he would be the most reliable receiver, but we saw they have Vernon Davis, Jordan Reed, Chris Thompson, P. Ryan, Fat Rob, Terrell Pryor, wow. Ryan Grant, wow. and even Josh Dawson caught a touchdown. And there's no no exaggeration. Like everybody has been involved in that. Yeah, offense. Thompson uh, surprised me big. Yeah, I did not see him becoming yeah. the PPR beast that he's been through week you know week three. Yeah, definitely. I I seen him like kind of like Theo Riddick, you know, somewhere around there. But big plays and and touchdowns. Touchdowns are always king. Whether standard or in PPR. TDs always rule. And I'm glad to see Russell Wilson back and a lot of these other stars. We got to see Fitzgerald and a lot of people came through. A lot of crazy games. But I think we've seen enough. Like I think we've seen enough of Terrell Pryor and I think we've seen enough of fantasy players like on the Bengals like Mixon and AJ Green. To, to kind of know what's up. Is that right? Or do you think it's too early to jump ship on someone like Pryor? Um, I don't know. Pryor, uh, I really – I put him, as a lot of people know, as my featured start against the Raiders. I really thought he would, uh, you know, bounce back and just have his first big game of the season. I feel like it was the perfect recipe, but he couldn't do it against the Raiders. So now I'm kind of thinking, man, maybe he is a bust. Maybe he just has a hard time – you know, adjusting to this new scheme or this new offense or being the number one guy. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm on the it, fence about it. It's Pryor. over. It's you over. You think so? Because, Definitively. Because, yeah, no excuses on why you put him on the start list. And I told a lot of people to start him as well with, with confidence. But I think the reason why we had him on the start list was because we thought it would be a shootout game. Like, we, ne- we didn't – I'm sure we didn't tell not one person to sit Derek Carr either. Like, we didn't see no. that happening. But we did see yeah. Cousins having a good game. We saw it being a high-scoring game, two really good offenses, and we saw that we, – we thought that Cousins and the Washington offense would really click. And, and they kind of did. They just didn't do it how we thought. They kind of did it more in, like, the New Orleans Saints, you know, how they spread the ball, uh, you know, back – even now, like, we saw Kamara. He's, a, he's very fantasy-relevant. Probably the most fantasy relevant running back in PPR on that team. We seen him spread the ball. I mean, it's really similar to the Saints. Like if you want to compare him uh, to to even this year or years past, right? You can go with Pryor and Michael Thomas, uh, Crowder and maybe Sneed, uh, Doxon and Ginn, and the the three running backs. So it's not the offense that that we thought in the last year and it kind of makes sense because he did lose his two receivers the two that got a thousand yards so i think it's pretty much set in stone prior your garbage against the raiders maybe we know why pac-man jones called them garbage and pointed to the garbage can and maybe we know why the browns didn't dish a lot of money for such an athletic beast receiver that was going in sometimes round two, right, in fantasy league? Yeah, but what do you do with him? Like, so let's say, like, a lot of people, you drafted him at the end of round two. So he has no trade value right now, very little to none. You can't really drop him because then you're dropping a second-round pick. So do you just hold on to him and hope for the best? Or what, what do you think is the best course of action if you're a prior owner at this point? We're going to be talking a lot more about trades. And I think if you're able to pull off – a sneaky trade or I don't want to use the word sneaky, but if you're able to pull off some kind of magic with the trade, you're able to do it. Cause I, I've, I've answered thousands of questions today. It was insane. And I seen at least one, I think two, two people traded away prior and I love the trade. 
So they really worked hard on the to pull off a trade like that. Oh, I got one I just want to tell you about. So in one of my leagues, someone traded. So Jeremy traded four prior for Stefan Diggs straight up. And That's he looks stupid. terrible. He looks so dumb right now. So what, yeah, was that it was just this week? It was this was before this last week. So before oh, week three. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I could understand that a little bit. I mean, it's not totally dumb last it's totally dumb this week. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not totally dumb last week because Look at Bradford. This situation could linger. Like yeah. this is a totally unknown situation, and you know Diggs sucked with uh, with Case Keenum, and then now Diggs doesn't suck. Diggs is literally <laughs> he he is a poor man's Antonio Brown. Yeah, like, I agree. He's really good, man. I mean, I don't even think we're talking wide receiver two anymore. If if things go right, I think we're talking wide receiver one this year for Diggs. He is just amazing. He does the the short, the medium, the long, the touchdowns. He does it all. Uh, I love that. Uh, week three was was crazy, and nothing kind of went how we thought. Fantasy-wise, <laughs> I think we did okay. I'm talking about NFL games. But week four, hopefully things start to settle down a little bit. I, I think we – you know, I, I like to think I know how, how things are going, but if you want in on the week four action, guys, and to see the lines, see see what's going on for week four for NFL action, Mike and I both use and trust mybookie.ag. They are the number one rated online sports action site for the past three years straight. So if you go there, use promo code COUCH100 and get up to 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Minimum deposit must be $100. That's mybookie.ag, promo code COUCH100. Some quick news I will try to run through super fast. So Eifert's going to miss a few weeks. I know you hate him. I'm fed up with Eifert, and I don't even own him. I dropped him in two leagues. I picked up Witten in one and Clay in the other. So I just cut bait. A lot of people on the Facebook group are like, what do we do with Eifert? I just told him straight up, like, just drop him. Get anything. You haven't cut him yet? (laughs) Yeah, drop him. Drop him. Unfortunately, Darren Sproles, this might have been his last year. He's getting up there in age, torn ACL and broken arm out for the year. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin, I think his injury is minor. He should be back this week or next week. Maybe if he's back this week, they they might rush him. I'd rush him. Yeah. What do you think about what does that uh, do, do you think, for Funches? Do you elevate him? Do you pick him up, or is it not worth it? I think the Panthers will unravel. So don't even pick him up. It's over. I, I mean, I like like Funches is a guy I played in DFS, and, okay. and he kind of returned value. He, like he didn't do good, but he was super cheap. But, right. I mean, we're talking about a wide receiver here. There's a lot of them. Yeah. That's and true. Uh, I mean, Funches is is that a guy you want to trust, especially when there's no bye weeks? That's a guy you really want to put in your lineup. No. Uh, that's a guy in deep league when you have absolutely no choice and you had bad luck like me and drafted Cameron Meredith July 30th just so you can make a cool video. <laughs> Even I'm not starting Funches. Like I got Jerron Brown on my team. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you didn't mean John Brown? You meant Jerron? Jerron Brown. Oh, I have all three. Don't you worry. So <laughs> what I did, and I was like, I was ready. I was so close to going to tank mode because it's a keeper league. And so what I did was like, I was like, you know, just talking to myself. I was like, look, don't be dumb. It's only been two weeks. Try to get a win this week. Like no matter, like not even try, you know, like go all, like I'm going to go all out and get that W this week. So I had JJ yeah. Nelson, John Brown, and Jerron Brown, and no, it's not because I'm weird or stupid or anything like that. <laughs> from it's Arizona, bro? Yeah, all three Arizona receivers. It's because he played Monday <laughs> night, and just in case I got word that J.J. Nelson, you know, had a something happened during warm-ups or he wasn't going to play because he was questionable and he was limited. Yeah. So if he wasn't going to play, I wanted to plug Jerron Brown in. Luckily, I was up by like six points or something, so I just kept J.J. Nelson. I didn't even do anything. I was like, I don't care. Uh, so I just rolled with it, whatever. Uh, but Jerron Brown wasn't that bad of a pickup. Like, I guess, I mean, now is kind of doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's not <laughs> There's no value, not much value now. But, uh, yeah, I got Willie Sneed coming back, so that's Ooh, that. Sneaky. Mike sneaky Williams, Sneed. I think both you and I agree, like, rookie wide receiver he needs to build chemistry 
with Rivers. Like, you can't expect them. Yeah, I mean, rookie wide receivers, like I said on the Facebook group, like, they typically don't have, you know, a big impact. And he's still – as long as Keenan Allen is out there, I mean, it really minimizes the value of all the other wide receivers on the team. Um, look what's happening to Hunter Henry. He hasn't even got a look last Yeah, night. and Hunter Henry's good. Yeah. Like, it's it's – it's not like like we'll see Hunter Henry succeed in some so. games. He'll be and then some games he'll put up that dud. It might be one one like one good, one bad, one good, one bad. I think we went bad, good, bad. So week four guys might be the good week. But what about Will Fuller? He returns week four. I know that you saw. I picked. I dropped Moncrief because I I just had a bad feeling about Moncrief, and then I saw the the Facebook post that. Uh, you know, luck might not be back till November. So I dropped him before that, but I saw Will Fuller out there on, on the couch league waivers and I just had to pick him up. Will Fuller, full participant all this week. I don't see why he wouldn't come back. Uh, probably will be used a limited amount of snaps. His first, but you're not starting on this. No one's starting. No, 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 no. It's you a few know, he's for more, the future. You know, wait, yeah, wait for the bye weeks to kick in and, and see how he's doing. I think that's a great pick right there because he's not a rookie. And I was just thinking about the Texans today, just a random thought. I was like, imagine this Texans team going, you know, all out, going hard, doing their thing. The, the offense, I'm not talking about the Texans offense with Tom Savage. <laughs> just uh. what a lame picture, huh? Like, put that in your head. Like, what a lame. Now that we have Deshaun Watson, like, Wow, what a great quarterback to watch. What an awesome offense with a lot of potential. Like, this went from a boring offense to one with tons of potential. And Will Fuller being on that offense is why I like him. And uh, so, uh, real quick, I don't think I mentioned. Mike Williams, he's slated to return week five. That's just what's expected it could be week six or seven we don't know but will fuller should be able to go week four i i know that team the Texans, they do need a wide receiver so i don't know why they wouldn't uh, have him suit up at least because just imagine if one of those wide receivers went down you're gonna really need one and uh yeah man this andrew luck thing's been kind of weird I, I i think they're just gonna tank this year i don't yeah, see why should. not it's not going well the yeah they might as well just not even put him in there you know yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I was worried about this with David Johnson. Like, if the team is not doing well, like they they wouldn't rush David Johnson back. I don't think so. No I don't. Way. I mean, you definitely don't want to rush Andrew Luck back without. There's no team around him. Like, I think, I think tanking's a very good strategy. I don't think yeah. Andrew like would Andrew Luck pout about it. Nah, he'd be like, dude, I don't want to. Thank why, you. Why would Finally. I want to play like for? Play four games, get 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 whooped on, look rusty. The only reason they would do it is for ticket sales. For ticket like, sales. Yeah, that's, that's why the they got. Reason. That's why they got the brisket. Yeah, exactly. Kobe. Like we can't put Tolzien out here for sixteen games. Yeah, that's <laughs> not gonna, gonna happen. Go. Yeah, you can't put that type of product out there <laughs> for nothing. Yeah. So, so one segment I wanted to to start doing. Well, actually, you did, and then I kind of made the segment work. And I don't know if we'll keep doing it, but I think it's a good segment. So we'll take one question from the Facebook group and answer it on here. And the Facebook group, just so you guys know, if you just go to Facebook and search Fantasy Couch Fanatics, that's three words, Fantasy Couch Fanatics, and you'll find it right away. Just join, Mike and I are always online, basically 24 seven. We'll accept your request, you'll get in. It's a private group, but it's absolutely free. And by the way, we're having a giveaway right now this week, exclusive to that group. I'm giving away a shirt under uh, $25 or under because I am cheap, guys. Uh, so <laughs> I don't want to give away too much. But we'll have another. We'll have another one next week. We'll have. We'll give a t-shirt. We gave out a t-shirt two weeks ago. Giving out a t-shirt this week. Giving out another t-shirt next week. So check out the group. Okay, here's the question. Matt asks, would you guys trade away Jay Ajay for Tom Brady? So I believe Whoa. he has Jay Ajay. I'm streaming okay. quarterbacks currently with Cutler this week, and I have Hunt, Abdullah, Crowell, and Powell as my other RBs. Mike, I've answered too many. I know you answered a lot, but I've answered even more questions than you today. 
I know. It's a trade. It's a trade question. So I'll let you take the trade question. Okay. um, Honestly, I would say he has Hunt. After that, there's a huge drop off in running back quality here. Crowell has been garbage so far. Abdullah, I mean, he's still sharing a lot of uh, touches with Riddick. Powell has been awful. So I mean, I think you you can't afford to trade Jay Ajayi. In this circumstance, if if you're the JIGI owner, so I think it's better just to you know stream quarterbacks and just have the Ajaye Hunt combination for the rest of the season and try to get rid of the. I would get rid of Powell and I'd get try to trade Crowell and just start over. Yeah, I think I think you're right because I was I was reading in between the lines. So when I saw Cutler and I saw the winds, high winds, I was like, oh no, like waivers are thin. But this guy, I'm thinking that he thinks Cutler is going to be great this week. So there's a chance. And I'm just, I'm just, a, this is just assumption here. There's a chance that Palmer, Deshaun Watson, Tyrod Taylor, all those guys in my waiver video are still available. For sure. Don't go for Cutler if those guys are available. Like Palmer <laughs> is a decent start this week. And uh, there, there's a lot of Great other start. options. Yeah. So Cutler, I, I do kind of like him this week, but there's a lot of risk. And don't expect too much for him. They, they want to keep this on the ground. A lot of teams are building their teams around the Cowboys, how the Cowboys did this in 2016. They had the best regular season record, and a lot of teams are taking a page out of the Cowboys playbook. And what they want to do is run the ball, keep their defense off the field, and win games. I mean, we saw that. I've been preaching this too, by the way. And we saw this exactly play out Monday night football. Cowboys defense was not great. Yeah, they had plays with, uh, I forget that defensive lineman's name. He was just crushing them. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence. Yes, Demarcus Lawrence. He was crushing them. But other than that, like their defense isn't good. But if you run the ball if and you do it, if it like Dak Prescott's an efficient quarterback, if you're able to do that, don't turn it over. You can't, it's about winning games. Like you don't have to be, that Aaron Rodgers offense every week to win. You just don't. And I think the Dolphins are an exact, they try to be exact mold of the Cowboys, not a great defense. They have a great O-line, a good running back, and the coach is telling Jay Cutler not to throw any freaking picks, dude. So I don't know if it's worth, I don't know. How's that working for the Dolphins, though? Yeah, not good. I didn't work week two, a uh, week three. Losing to the Jets, that's not good. Yeah, that didn't, yeah. <laughs> didn't screwing up our uh, our parlays and teasers, guys. Come on, gotta beat the Jets. Gotta beat the Jets. So there you have it. Mike answered your question, Matt. If if you're listening, I'll uh, I'll tag him in the podcast when I post this. So don't do it because just see the reason why. Like I don't want to answer this, and I'll let you answer. Is like if you. Like you could have drafted Tom Brady. Tom <laughs> Brady's going in the third round. Like, I don't get it. Like, that's just me. Like, but I'm not the trade guy. Like, that's the thing is you've been in when we first started playing fantasy football, we were like in the same leagues. And you went on and you played a lot of different leagues and whatnot throughout the years. So I think you've been in different types of cultures. Well, I was always stuck in leagues. <laughs> that are trade hating cultures and i'm not necessarily saying it in a ne- it is a negative thing but i'm not trying to put it like is this oh trade hating sucks and you know people that love trades is awesome like i'm not even trying to say that but what happened with me doing that is i didn't really learn all the nuances of trading and there are a lot of little nuances that keep going on like I, hey i'm good at trades i know how they work I know that it's more about the person and their team and not just what you're trying to get. But man, I've I've learned a lot and I, I'm still learning. That's, I'm always a student of the game. And if you watch the YouTube and listen to this podcast, you know that I'm not afraid to admit my mistakes. But Mike, do you have any anything to add about trades? Any yeah. buy candidates? Any any advice well, out there? Because right now it's tra- it's time it's time to trade. It's week four, yeah. week four, week five, six, and seven is like prime trading time. 
Right. Well, you know what? I liken uh, trading to like stocks, you know, like I try to identify the players who I think are undervalued. Let's say like, uh, you know, like a Terrell Pryor, if I really thought like, OK, he's going to do better in the second half of the season, he, he'll get it'll click. You know, those are the type of ideas I try to do or like selling high on someone. Uh, like a maybe like a Legarrett Blunt or a CJ Anderson, things like that. You want to find value where other people don't find value, and you also want to be able to identify, you know, other teams that are like imbalanced. You know, like one team in your league probably drafted receivers heavy in the first three rounds, four rounds. So if you have a lot of running backs, like that's the perfect trade target. You know, you can exploit those type of things, but you have to really do your homework, study the teams in your league, see what kind of tendencies they have, who they have on their bench. You know, you got to really take all these factors in consideration when it comes to trades. Uh, I like trade. I usually do at least one big trade a year. Last year I did Mark Ingram for Jordan Reed. Uh, didn't work out, obviously, because Reed never always gets hurt, never can stay on the field. So I, I always stay away from Jordan Reed. But I always try to trade one of my uh, bench running backs that are up and coming for someone's like wide receiver, you know, two, something like that. So those are the type of trades I make. But always don't trade just to trade. You know, there's a lot of people I see in different leagues. They just get that itch. Like, I have to trade. You know, even though their team is fine. Like, they have a perfectly balanced team. They could easily win the league or, you know, get into the playoffs. It's like but a trade addiction. Yeah, it's like a trade addiction. They, they just love the action, like seeing if they could, you know, weasel, like fleece someone else and get the better of them. It's just – it's about the action of them. They love calling people, texting people like, yo, yo, let me get this guy, let me get this guy. But, you know, that doesn't always work out. Sometimes the best strategy is to just, you know, play out the team that you drafted. You drafted them for a reason. So sometimes it just helps to just, you know, stick with your guns, make smart moves on waivers and, you know, trade. maybe you have one trade, but don't trade like every other week, you know, just to have the action. So doing that, taking advantage of novice players. I know that, you know, Hussein, you had a lesson you learned um, earlier this year in our league. Uh, with Chris Hogan. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, I got rid of Chris Hogan and I still wouldn't want him on my team. Like, I don't regret having him off my team. Like, I still, I, right now, today, I don't want him, but I dropped him. For dropped Nelson him Aguilar. For Aguilar, which was a huge mistake. And Hogan ended up beating me this week. I'm 0 3 in that league. And I, this type of stuff I hated to admit like two years ago, but I opened, <laughs> I guess it's one, therapy. one thing therapy. that happened though, is that me and you won the league. So now it's like, I can, like, it's way easier to admit these things too at the same time. Oh uh, yeah. You have, that, you have that credibility. It's a, it's a crazy yeah. feeling. Like when you win a championship in a, in a very respected, prestigious league, that's very high profile, like a weight is lifted off your shoulders. Like I know how people who win their first championships in like the NBA feel to a small degree, but I know how it feels like to get like how KD feels. You know what I mean? Or yeah, Phil, he won his first trophy. It's like about a, as good as good validation as for us. <laughs> exactly. We yeah. That trophy. So exactly. Yeah, but well, you know, I, I I know my team is solid. Like I'm not gonna say it's great. I, I know it's not trash. I know it's a good team. Like I've scored one of the highest total points, uh, and I've went up against just about the highest score every week. So it's, <laughs> it's been tough. But this one was particularly tough because uh, the guy playing me picked up Hogan and started him against me, and he beasted. Like I know Hogan's good. That's why I drafted him. I, I still like him. But he's the type of guy that I don't trust. And I compare this to DFS a lot. It's like cash games. You just have to beat one guy. And Hogan, I can't really trust you because they have Gronk. They got James White. I mean, they got a ton of options there. And even though he's good, um, it didn't quite, the Patriots weren't quite playing how we thought they would. Their defense sucks. And Tom Brady's holding the ball forever. I don't know what the heck's going on. He's just airing it out every play. <laughs> and it's shootout central there so that's favoring hogan quite a bit so things are turning around for hogan hogan's stock is definitely at an all-time high and he'll probably still continue to be pretty good but that's what i learned like what i should have done is actually hold on to him and try to trade him i was actually i think i would have did that if he did blow up week one because i thought he would 
and he did get the targets that I wanted, but for some reason, Tom Brady week one couldn't connect. Like that game was so frustrating to watch. I I own Brady and Gronk in one league, dude. Wow. And it was just insane watching that game. You know, the Gronk scored a touchdown and they reversed it. And I was like, dang, man, Brady is airing it out. So that's what I was hoping for. Didn't get it, but I was impatient. So like I said, I'm a student of the game. And next time I'm going to just stay paid. Because I had an excellent, there's no denying that, right? I had an excellent draft in the couch league. Yeah, definitely. You had one of the. I mean, everyone on YouTube was loving it. Yours and Clayton's yeah. hating on mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, how's Fournette looking? Not not terrible. Is that at least reliable? He's what I thought he was, as Dennis Green would say. Yeah. I I predicted like just about what he's been doing. I mean, so so high on Demarco Murray, guys. Demarco Murray, I think <laughs> out touched. And now this is this is just to just to be sure, like. All these, I'm admitting all these embarrassing things to you guys. So I would never stay stubborn on something just because we said something wrong. Like, what well, we already admitted like three stupid things we did on this podcast. Like, I'm never just because we said DeMarco Murray's done, I'm not coming on here and staying stubborn and being like he's still done, you know, just because of last week. What I'm saying it is for, I think he was out, he out touched Henry by one touch, I believe, something like that, or one carry. Uh, I, and that it's not even worth looking up, but Henry got some touches. All I'm saying, and Demarco Murray only had one big run that game against the Seahawks, and that defense looked very weird, uncharacteristic, and they weren't in Seattle. So that's all I'm saying, guys. Is like this is an a, a, this is when Demarco's stock is at an all time high. Jordan Howard, he's back. Especially if the Bears can somehow keep the game within a touchdown, keep it somewhat competitive. Jordan Howard is back because Kyle Lawn is back in that lineup. And uh, that, that's some things that I, I wanted to talk about that I've learned this past week. Injuries can have a huge impact. And we saw that with Jordan Howard. We saw that with Kyle Lawn. And we're going to see that with – what do you think about my uh, – Chris Johnson versus Smallwood, how I have Chris Johnson, how I would pick him up over Smallwood. Well, I like that. I mean, um, you know, Kerwin Williams isn't going to do anything. Uh, Ellington is very fragile. He can only catch passes. So I would predict that Chris Johnson becomes a workhorse. You know, they use him, try to use him like David Johnson. Obviously, he doesn't have the same talent, but they'll probably scheme him the same way. But Wendell Smallwood, you know, you don't really know what he's going to do. And Blunt is still the number one guy there. You, you know he's not going to get uh, – Small was not going to get any goal line touches. So he's going to have to break one, you know, in order to score. So, yeah, Chris Johnson has a lot more, you know, it's very safe. And he's the back you would want, um, you know, in your lineup. I think Smallwood would get some goal line touches. Like he's not so? the, He's not the goal line back, and he, he's not going to run it up the middle. But a lot of times – and this will happen with the Eagles. Like they're not – they're not like the best team in the league. So when they're running those turbo packages, like Chris Thompson packages, like Washington runs, he will be in the lineup sometimes. Like, you know, it, it's fourth quarter or something. Like you may not want that, hey, you know, get get this fat running back in here from the sideline. You may just want, like, let's call the freaking play, you know? So Smallwood will will get some uh, goal line touches. He will he will have opportunities at the end zone. But to rely on that is no, you don't want to. No, Blunt is definitely the goal line back. But and I wouldn't go as far as to call Chris Johnson a, a potential workhorse, but definitely the featured back, like seventeen plus touches a game for sure. I do see for Chris Johnson twenty plus. That's stretching it. Why well, I do like Chris Johnson and. What I banked on and is happening, I, not when I did the video, but now we know that left guard Mike Upati is back. Woo! This guy is Beast. a difference maker. It, it's gonna make it's gonna be night and day with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna help Palmer, but I think it will help him to a degree at least because once you got the run game going, defenses are like, what the heck do we do? And Larry Fitzgerald, we all know, he's probably the best uh, run-blocking wide receiver. And then might come Mike Evans. So this is the this is the what I'm sticking to, guys. This is what I'm saying. Injuries matter. And less is what I learned. Look at 
Yonda and Brandon Williams, a defensive tackle on the Ravens. Look how that team fell apart. When you don't have, when your defensive line is short and your best offensive lineman, or at least your best run blocking offensive lineman is gone, you got no run game, you got no, and then the defense takes a hit, the whole team crumbled. And I believe this was a lot to do with Yonda and Brandon Williams. It's horrible. And that's why I said sell high on Buck Allen. I was hoping that he'd do good against the Jaguars so you can really sell high on him. But, man, that is is going to be tough. At least for Buck Allen owners, I have him in one league. He can catch passes. So that is a huge plus for him uh, in PPR leagues. But I don't know, man. I think that's a messy backfield. I, I know Alex Collins was the garbage time guy, but I still like what I saw. So you got Terrence West, whose stock is plummeting. You got Buck Allen, Javarius, for those uh, on YouTubers. Two people on YouTube was like, you can't find Buck Allen. I've been looking. His name's Javarius. 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 Ah, gosh, it's Buck Allen. Just find it. Just Baltimore (laughs) running back. And then Alex Collins. Like, what do you think? You think this is a potential three-headed monster? Yeah, that's that's something I don't want to part of. But I do have Buck Allen in two leagues. He's been doing okay. But I just feel like, I don't know, he's going to decline very soon because that offense is just a mess and they can't really get anything going. So if you could get anything right now for Buck Allen, I would try to explore a trade right there for sure. Uh, websites are projecting him to have a lot of points. You know, the, the projections that are free and they suck. Those websites yeah, I mean, are projecting him to have points. He's like to me, his upside is catching passes. Yeah, because nobody else is catching anything on there. Benjamin Watson and Buck Allen—that's like option one and option two. Oh, that's bad. And we don't know which one's one and which one's two. What the, what the heck happened to Mike Wallace? He's like a ghost out there. You just he can't was, even get open. He was on free agency today, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> he's like the least appealing 90 plus owned wide receiver you'll see on the way like, dropping mike williams to pick up will fuller it's like it sounds <laughs> sounds like insanity <laughs> 2017 fantasy football insanity that's crazy how would you do that what are your thoughts on uh we know your thoughts on eifert and what about Doyle? I dropped him in one league. Doyle, uh, anything involved with the Colts, I would try to drop or get away from. Yeah, if you yeah. can. <laughs> it's so bad. Frank is um, the best fantasy player on the Colts. Uh, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Hilton is, but it's just like Gore is number two. I would say by a, yeah, by a mile. Smart, like like you know the way the Patriots do it. They try to shut out Hilton. Yeah, I mean it's the obvious. It's the obvious. He's too choice. good though. He can get that deep ball at any point. You know what I mean? All you have to do is well, throw it deep, up. Actually, the deep one's the easiest to double with the safety over the top. But he is not just a deep receiver. He's very yeah. quick. He is good, but I think you double team him because, I mean, they're gonna have to resort to to giving the ball to Turban. I think you can handle Gore and Turban and just let Moncrief screw it up himself. He's good at doing that. He's really good at doing that. Uh, But I'm talking about this because a lot of people are having tight end woes. Oh, yeah. I'm one of them. And, uh, yeah, I I mean, just if if you didn't draft Ertz and you didn't draft Gronk, (laughs) I think you're having tight end woes here. I mean, it's it's, I got Delaney Walker in one league. He's doing okay. So, I mean, it's not really a problem. But still, man, other than those two tight ends, it's looking really iffy. Look at Olsen. Uh, Kelsey's awesome. He just had a horrible game though. And uh, Jimmy Graham, like, I think you, I think owners have to like, I think you're forced to like Jimmy Graham this year, and you're forced to like his upside because what else you got? Right? You got nothing. You got Evan Ingram's of the world. Gonna, yeah, Evan. I and the don't, Austin Hoopers of the world. I don't trust Evan Ingram. Yeah, I like Austin Hooper, but two targets a game is not cutting Dude. it for me. I can't. I can't do it. One guy I love, and man, you saw that DFS lineup. Oh, it's the same. It's the same thing. You miss a lineup by one player. But I uh, had uh, Gabriel Tate and Ryan Griffin, and it was just the most contrarian laugh. Like people would laugh at that lineup before the game started. 
uh, Ryan Griffin balled out. I don't know if he was tight end one or two. I think he may have even did better than Gronk. I don't know. But definitely cheaper than Gronk. Yeah. And Taylor Gabriel did well. He had that one huge play. And I am just really, really big on Ryan Griffin because everyone thought that Ryan Griffin was going to eventually take over as tight end one and CJ Fedorowicz would be tight end two and CJ Fedorowicz took over. Ryan Griffin has a lot of speed. I think he's a really good pass catcher. And I think the Texans need him. Like they want to use the tight end. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins gets all the attention. This is the type of team that needs a guy like this. I'm starting Ryan Griffin this week. I'm starting him over Evan Ingram. Wow. Yeah, I I like him, man. I I'm, I want to pick him up. I'm going to start him this week, and I suggest other people pick him up. It's so frustrating playing with you guys in the freaking family. You freaking jerks. You guys use my top 300 list. You guys watch <laughs> all my waiver video. No exaggerate. They watch it before I watch it. And <laughs> I'm like, hey, did it work? And I'm like, oh, shoot, there's five comments already. What the heck? There's 71 views already. Like, I didn't even get to check if it's working. So, <laughs> it's a good good problem, I guess. Like, this dude picked the freaking Ryan Griffin in my league. Are you, like, are you kidding uh... me? There's no way. Like, I know it's from me, dude. I know. I know it's from... I know it. Like, nobody <laughs> else is... Because I look, no one else is doing it. There's no projection. All the projections show Ryan Griffin being a scrub. But one thing I noticed when I was doing my tight end research is Jimmy Graham has actually, I, I know this quite well, guys. I didn't have to look this up. I just wanted to double check. He actually basically has one great year and then one bad year. And the only kind of exception is, but I got an excuse for that, is when he went to Seattle, he had another bad year back to back. But that's, you know, that's because he went to a different team, a team that loves to run the ball. But I know this firsthand because I drafted Jimmy Graham so early and then he always blows up the next season or the season before. Like he's had a 1,200 yard uh, year. Then he then he didn't do so well. He got hurt, got banged up, blah, blah. And he was a decoy for me for a couple weeks. He had like a bum shoulder. Then he had like a 1,500 yard year. Then he was a bum. So I don't know. Could this be... Is you think it's gonna be an up year or a down year for Jimmy? I think he's gonna be. It definitely has to be an up year. I mean, he has another year in the in the offense. Um, you know, he's their best red zone target. He looks healthy as long as he stays healthy. I, I don't see why you know he could be in the top three at the end of the season of the tight ends. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna be good. He did good last year though. The yeah. stats. The stats were decent, but there was no good tight end, so he finished really high last year. So he'll do better know. this year. I, I honestly think he'll he'll improve on last season's stats. It's all about Russell Wilson. If Russell Wilson can play well, I think Jimmy Graham has all the upside in the world. Now he didn't play well the first two weeks, and we saw what happened. And Baldwin has a minor injury. We have yet to see no. how minor that is. Yeah, groin. He did not practice. Uh-oh, so, it's not good. It's I, I'm not even going to put anything on it. Like We just have to wait and see Friday. So Friday, if he practices, that's good. Friday, if he doesn't practice, that's really bad. Gosh, you guys in that family. Because they, they don't know they don't know I'm 0-3. <laughs> you're looking like a bum. But they're all like starting these rumors like, dude, you can't beat the brain. Like, I'm 3-0 and in that league. Like, dude, no matter what you do, like, you're going to lose. I'm like, nah, dude, trust me, I'm beatable. Like, everybody, everybody whooped on me in the couch league. It was embarrassing. The couch league is nuts. I don't know. It's, like, it's just so hard to, like, predict what's going to happen in that league. It's, like, I don't know. Every week feels like a war. Like, it's, it's, just, it's extreme. All the teams you make fun of in the beginning crush yeah. it. All the teams that everyone's like, oh, they're going to do well. They absolutely fall flat. <laughs> Why can't I play Brandon <laughs> after after all this crap? This dude has Andrew Luck and Cam Newton, and he scraped me. Like, what the heck? <laughs> that means he has zero quarter. He doesn't have any. He's minus quarterback. What does that old say? You got two. It means you got none. 
got none. It applies to him. Andrew Luck and Cam Newton. Gosh, that's so disgusting. I, I want to admit I made a I made a mistake uh, this past Wednesday when the when the waivers went through. I I accidentally I picked up Charles Clay, and he had the same. I after I checked, I'm like, wait, let me just check this buy real quick, and it was the same week six buy as my starter uh, Jason Witten. So now I got two tight ends on the squad, and they both had the same bye week. So uh, that was my first fail of the year, I think. That's not that bad though. It's bad. <laughs> it's more yeah. bad because the bye week's coming up. Yeah, exactly. So if the bye week was week ten or eleven or something, that's that's way better because just so much can happen by then. That's not that bad. The thing is, is like right now, not too many people are dying over these tight ends to trade, except if you know you got Ertz or Gronk. Like it's so you know, like nobody wants winning right now because you no just that stinker. Ugh, and Charles Clay is amazing. But he just doesn't have that perception of having value, you know? Yeah, exactly. He's he, touchdown dependent, allegedly. He, he's a free agent in, in one of my leagues, at least. Okay. So Still, people haven't caught on to the clay train yet. No, they just don't want to. It's just perception. They'd rather go for the big name guy or the guy that the sexy pick. That's all yes, that is. That's true. Charles the Hunter Clay. Henry's of the world. <laughs> oh, no. Hunter <laughs> Henry is broken. Many fantasy <laughs> He still he's got something. Once uh, Gates gets hurt, he's once, be... yeah. Once yeah. Once Mike Williams <laughs> comes back, yeah. Well, yeah. No, it's uh, he's just a guy you can't trust. That's all he is. Like he's still good, but and man, Philip Rivers, absolutely. What a what a horrible performance! It was painful to watch. It really was. That game was horrible. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, they don't, dude, they really don't want to win. They don't have the winning gene. Like, it's so amazing. Their defense played lights out. They could have won that game. And they did it again. They always find a way to lose it, whether They're it's. They're not clutch. They just shrink under the, yeah, under the, the pressure of, of the win. Yeah. Like, what is it, four interceptions? Like, are you insane? You have Hunter Henry. Just throw the ball to Hunter Henry. Who's going to defend him? Man. Gosh, Phillip Rivers. That's why I didn't draft you this year. Good. I never, I've never drafted him. I've never had him on my team. Ever. God, yeah. Last year I did. I don't know how I won the league. <laughs> did you start him at the championship game, Phillip Rivers? I don't remember. I, I don't know. think you did. I, I, had sure the, I had the bye week. Like I was the best team regular season i think did you have the bye week no i uh no, you, no, you no. Playoffs, but I, don't, I don't know yeah i didn't have the bye i i was like second i think i had the bye week so i was doing like advanced calculus i, picked no, I think i did have the bye week i think me and you both had the bye week but i mean we could look at it but yeah yeah uh what i did was some advanced calculus and what's cool is i got that waiver wire video that that proves it like i was i picked up like kaepernick I picked up like three defenses, and <laughs> Matt was forced to start like the worst defense. It was hilarious, and you know I did. I just did some like this is the guy I want to play. This is what I want to do. Blah blah blah, and I made sure everything was strategically set. That's like the type of thing you got to do with a bye week, and, and that's one thing that I learned. You know all this stuff I'm saying that I learned. Like I'm gonna apply. It. Like when I when you learn something, when you make a mistake, just get better and there was a hater that's like dude i'm not taking your advice anymore you drafted the seahawks in round five it's like first of all it was round nine <laughs> second <laughs> of all it was freaking stupid like have you ever made a mistake i'm just i'm just going on youtube and admitting it in front of hundred thousand people that's all <laughs> that is we all make mistakes in fantasy i'm just telling you you know like i i'm not perfect and i learned from this so by the way, I finished like third place that year. It's just when I did it again, then I then I drafted the Seahawks defense in the seventh round. That's when I really learned my mistake. Only why. Tony Romo can predict the future. Yeah. And hit every <laughs> single pick. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. But anyway, with that guy, now he's like one of the, you know, he's a huge fan. Of course. That's how that's what always happens. They always they always don't like it, and then and then they're a huge fan. It's funny so, how that works. 
thanks to Rivers and a lot of other weird things like the Jets winning. Uh, that's crazy. We didn't <laughs> do so well last week. Oh, it's horrible. The, the Jets really, really crushed us. But this week we have some other things. We have some other things. We have some more. We have hope is what we have. Takes, yeah. Hope. Overall in the season, we're actually not doing bad. Let's see if we can we can do some this week. Hopefully. Turn it around. Turn it around today. This week's Couchcast Locks of the Week are sponsored by MyBookie. MyBookie.ag is the online sports book Mike and I both use for the NFL. And if you use promo code COUCH100, you get 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's promo code COUCH100, MyBookie.ag. So last week's teaser was we picked the Rams. We got the Rams that I got them at like plus four. You got them at like plus three and a half. That hit, and then the Dolphins, we picked the Jets against the Dolphins. We picked Steelers against the Bears. All they had to do was win it. That's all they had to do. And had one job. Both failed. Yeah, like, come on. And it was close, too, the Steel, at least the Steelers game, where that dude tried to showboat, and then it went Oh, yeah. Him. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. Can't do that. And I'm watching it, too. The guy I'm playing – who has Hogan? I have I have Cohen going by the way, and I'm like, oh, Cohen just scored a big touchdown. Nope, got vultured by Howard. Who has Howard? Ooh. The guy I'm playing. No. Yeah, oh, it was God. just a horrible game. It's just it's like I'm doing my best to compose myself over dropping <laughs> Hogan and him starting against me. But life goes on. That just threw you off, huh? That just put you on tilt, I feel like. It's like, uh, well, I'm 0-2, you know, going against Drew. And it's like, ah, oh, man, I really And Drew's trying for once? I don't like that, Drew. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. For all yeah. you guys who don't know, our buddy Drew is one of the original couch. You know, he was with, with us in college and who came up with the couch with us. Um, and he kind of got into photography. And he, he's been in the league every year, but – he didn't really play the last, last couple of years. He just kind last of year he was in. Really, yeah, barely in it. He was just, he was, uh, yeah, he yeah. wasn't really But then I talked it. to him at the draft, and I just remember him telling me, like, you know what, Mikey, I'm really going to try this year. <laughs> I'm tired yeah. of losing. And now he's like, he has got a really good team. You could tell he drafted well. He's He picked up Hogan, so he's on the waivers. He's not just letting people go. So, Drew, if you're listening, you know, I'm happy that you're back. you're back in it and you're competing with us again. Yeah, I wish he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I played him this week. I'm kind of scared for sure. I dude, I would definitely be uh be one uh, be one and one and two right now. Like easily. He's got no bounce back, bro. He's got Tom Brady. Yeah, Look that's the scary, dude. That's the the ace in the hole. That is no. freaking scary. Yeah, he's got Tom Brady. Jordan Howard's back. He's got a Jai. A Jai's not gonna have it. Oh, game. that's scary. Yeah, yeah that's dude. scary right there. Everyone knows he's not gonna have like a week a week three performance. Like he's gonna bounce back against no, the Saints. He'll bounce back. I know that. Every smart person knows that. Yeah, they're gonna force feed in the ball, and I, I think he'll get more than 10 yards. I think he'll be able to do <laughs> I hope so. So Please my lock of the week, Thursday night football. We all know these are low scoring games or super high scoring games. <laughs> but I think we got to go with the odds here. I'm going over here. Chicago at Green Bay. I see Aaron Rodgers throwing four touchdowns, and that guy Ty Montgomery is not too bad. Jordan Howard, I see him scoring in the first half. Tariq Cohen is a beast. Maybe they'll get some receivers involved. They didn't need to throw the ball last week. But I absolutely love this going over 44 and a half. And, guys, you might have to hurry before it goes to 45. Because I've seen it 45 some places and most places at 44 and a half. I think sharp money is going on over as well. I'm not sure on that, though. Don't quote me on that. It's just what I'm thinking is going to happen. And I'm going over. That's a good choice. That was That's probably going to hit. Uh, my lock of the week, because the Panthers are in shambles. You know, you don't know what's going to happen with Benjamin. He looks hurt. Uh, you know, they haven't been able to get much going on offense they're going into foxborough to play the the patriots so i think with another week of amandola healthy 
Hogan's going to go off. I feel like Brandon Cooks looks better than ever. Gronk's going to do his thing. I see them winning by definitely over 10 points. So the minus nine for the Pats is definitely a good bet here. And that is my lock of the week. And I also just want to say, you know, uh, I just heard all the news on social media. Uh, legendary Hugh Hefner, Playboy icon, passed away today. So I just want to, you know, dedicate this show to him. Everyone knows Hugh Hefner. What a legend. So I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, rest in peace, Hugh. Have. Rest in peace, Hugh. You're the man. Yeah, minus nine. Minus nine is uh is cool. Way bigger deal than minus eleven. So I think I think the Patriots will be able to do that. I think the Patriots. I think if they can stop one player, probably Christian McCaffrey, they can somehow stop him. I think they'll be solid. Or they might focus on Kelvin Benjamin in the if red he plays, zone. I don't even think he's going to play, to be honest. Seriously? Let's look that up. I, do you know? I, I mean, I have him on two different teams. I mean, he look was just riding the stationary bike today. He didn't practice. So, I mean, I don't know. He could play, but it's like. It'd be limited. Yeah, he'd well. be super limited. And he looks terrible already this year. So, <laughs> I just don't have high hopes for him. I think he's totally touchdown dependent, or is that just oh, another sure. another way to say? That he, yeah, he's yeah. Garbage. Everyone's <laughs> touchdown dependent. <laughs> All these guys are touchdown dependent. Adrian Peterson is touchdown dependent. Yeah. I think we can uh, all agree sure. everyone's touchdown dependent. Kelvin Benjamin Knee did not practice Wednesday. He dressed in pads for practice, but Benjamin stretched with the team and then went to the stationary bike for the rest of the morning. Benjamin avoided structural damage in his knee and remains day-to-day. So I mean it doesn't it doesn't bode well. It bodes well for this bet though. Well guys, check out the Facebook group, check out the giveaway. It helps us tremendously um to to enter the giveaway instructions are there you just have to download this free app and i don't ask you guys for money often i don't at least i don't remember asking for money often (laughs) i try to do everything for free and things like this and and i know a lot of you have been you guys download the squad ql app when i ask you now we're doing a different app it's kind of like a game again join the facebook it's all up there i'm definitely down to give you guys a t-shirt i'm giving away one free t-shirt this week and another next week like we really appreciate it and it helps us going because it helps pay for what we got to do and without it we wouldn't be able to go on we wouldn't be able to do the podcast we wouldn't be able to do the crazy production time for the videos it takes a lot of work and i know i'm late no excuses on how late i've been for those videos but a lot of people are like you guys are late you guys are late that's because man it takes so long to do it like the whole day that's all i'm doing i don't eat uh, nothing i'm just doing the waivers trying to get it out there trying to put it out and i gotta do it now that we got sponsors like i gotta do it in that format i can't rush it but I will do a better job of coming out with it on time. And you guys, I'm sure, will do your part by supporting it, following the sponsor links, and downloading the free apps. So far, we've had some great sponsors, though. And I'm very thankful. Stuff that's aligned with us and free apps. I know Mike hit me up. He's like, dude, the Squad QL app's pretty dope. So I liked it. Yeah, it's, it's very simple, very cool, and it's freaking free. Takes five seconds, and that's all we ask, you know, to get that. And this new one's pretty cool too. If you guys like online games, it mixes like online games, just standard stuff with fantasy. So fantasy points applies, but then leveling up and gaming and all that applies too. So guys, check out the Facebook group, Fantasy Couch Fanatics. That's all the time we have for this show. I'm Hussein the Brain for Mike Matal, signing off.